Welcome to the Natural Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 511. As part of our Smithsonian Associates streaming series, our guest today is Dr. John Gesvinian. And the title of Dr. Gesvinian's upcoming presentation at the Smithsonian Associates is America and Iran, From Allies to Adversaries. Iran and America's fraught relationship seems to be always in and out of the news. In January 2020, just a year ago, after the drone strike assassination of Qasem Soleimani, headlines declared the two nations on the brink of war. More recently, it was revealed that Iran may be planning alongside Russia and China to interfere in the presidential elections this previous November. Historian John Gazvinian draws on his new book, America and Iran, A History 1720 to the Present, for which he had access to Iranian government archives rarely available to Western scholars to examine a complex relationship that reaches back to the Persian Empire and architects of American independence. Long before the great Satan and access of evil speeches before the 1979 hostage crisis and the Ayatollah Khomeini, the two nations were allies and looked to each other for friendship, inspiration, and opportunity. Gazvinian covers what he terms the four seasons of U.S.-Iran relations, the spring of mutual fascination, the summer of early interactions, the autumn of close strategic ties, and the long, dark winter of mutual hatred. But are we at war? Or will we be with Iran? I've never felt that. Uh, over many, many years now of studying the subject and being interested in this topic, I have listened to endless friends and associates and so on, uh, predicting sort of chicken little scenarios where we're about to go to war with Iran any minute. And I've sort of consistently said for probably 20 years now that I, I don't think that's likely. I, in fact, I don't think that's even conceivable. And that, of course, is our guest today, Dr. John Gazvidian, speaking to us directly from the Middle East Center at the University of Pennsylvania, where we've caught up with him today. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Smithsonian Associate, Dr. John Gazvidian. Dr. John Gesvenian, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me. Good to speak to you today. I, uh, I think this is going to be a fascinating interview. I think it, it, it certainly is timely. I think uh, despite everything else that goes on uh, internationally, um, our relationships in the Middle East are always um, fraught and important ones, uh, important conversations to have. You will be at the Smithsonian Associates program coming up here. I wonder if you would tell us briefly about your upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation. Maybe since we're all on Zoom all the time these days, maybe tell us a little bit about how you will use Zoom to engage our audience. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to speaking to the Smithsonian uh, audience. Uh, it'll be my first time doing it. Uh, and obviously in a format that all of us are still kind of getting used to, um, I think my feeling uh, on these Zoom uh, sessions is probably to keep the prepared remarks as short as possible and to allow as much time for a conversation. Uh, so I'm looking forward to just, you know, speaking probably for about 20, 30 minutes, giving a bit of an overview of the subject matter in the book and and then uh, going in whatever direction the audience uh, wants to go in. Well, I think one of the things that you're going to be discussing, and we're just about a year out, I think January 3rd was the date of the drone strike that killed um, – Qasem Soleimani. Um, it, it seems to me in my, in my research that this killing uh, was considered almost self-defense. I wonder if you'd talk a little bit about that with us today and tell us about 
uh, Soleimani's activities and uh, what they represented against U.S. interests and what led to this uh, drone strike? Yeah, I mean, I think I would say quite honestly that it's probably stretching the definition of self-defense a little bit to uh, describe it that way. Um, I think you could see it that way, and I understand why uh, the Trump administration framed it that way, because, of course, otherwise it is simply a, a blatantly illegal act. Uh, it was an extrajudicial assassination on uh, you know, the sovereign territory of a foreign country against a third country. Um, now, that's not to say that uh, Qasem Soleimani wasn't involved in activities uh, or spearheading activities that uh, were detrimental to the interests uh, of the United States. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, this is much more complex than just uh, a tit for tat. Uh, this is part of a much larger and much broader political disagreement that has gone back many years between the two countries. Um, the Iranians feel that they have far more right to be uh, concerned about what's taking place in, in their neighboring country, Iraq, than the United States does thousands of miles away. Uh, and they view the United States as an illegal occupying power and all the rest of it. So, um, you know, I think you can kind of go back and forth about these things. But I think the big picture is that, uh, uh, you know, Soleimani was uh, engaged in um, leading a lot of Iran's regional uh, activities, um, not just in Iraq, but also in Syria, uh, predominantly their fight against ISIS, uh, which, you know, ironically is one of those things where one of those areas where Iranian and American interests actually line up pretty, pretty similarly, uh, if anyone could actually admit it. Uh, which is often the issue. So it's a political issue. It's a political larger disagreement. But really, um, although it was framed as an act of self-defense, it's part of. It was really the part of part of the Trump administration's larger strategy of what they called maximum pressure against Iran. Um, you know, I don't think it was a question of trying to prevent American deaths as much as it was uh, accelerating pressure on the Islamic Republic, uh, which has been a kind of long-standing policy of this outgoing administration. Since that, since that episode, are relations just as difficult as ever? Have, has it de-escalated in any, in, in any way or shape or form? At, at one point in time, we shared this long, deep, almost fascination with Iran. And I, I found writing that really it's almost at a level of mutual hatred these days, which is, uh, which is disconcerting, I suppose. And I think many in our audience will even remember 1979 as as a crucial date in this relationship. But but there's a long history between us that precedes 1979. And, and I wonder if you'd talk a little bit about uh, where relations are right now. Yeah, they're obviously at a low, low point. I, I would say the lowest point ever in history with the possible exception of the 79 to 1981 uh, hostage crisis uh, when relations were first broken off between the two countries, and of course, uh, 52 Americans were uh, held uh, in the uh, American embassy in Tehran for over a year, that's probably the lowest point ever. But I think we're at you know pretty close to that level at this point, especially with that Soleimani assassination and the more recent um, presumed Israeli assassination of uh, Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, the nuclear scientist, as well in Tehran. Uh, things are very bad. Uh, it's very difficult to be optimistic or positive about where U.S.-Iran relations stand today. But as I try to you know, argue in the book, and you know, I'm a historian, so obviously I'm interested in the past, and I'm interested interested in this book and the long past of these two countries because I think actually, when you look at the long history, the full history of the two countries, which has never really been done before in a really thorough, systematic way, which is what I tried to do, um, 
you know, you realize that the overwhelming majority of the history these two countries have had has actually been very positive. Um, a history of mutual fascination, mutual admiration, even uh, at times a sort of mutual idealization, uh, particularly in the early days. I think when you look at it in, in that context, the last 40 years, um, you know, I don't want to say are an aberration, but really they, they are not what really characterized the history of this relationship. Uh, it's generally, it was warm and friendly and even strategic uh, for many, many uh, uh, decades. Um, and I think the logic of that um, you know, hasn't completely disappeared. It's probably sounds crazy in the current atmosphere to say, oh, well, the U.S. and Iran can be friends again. That's not likely to happen, you know, tomorrow. But I think that the, um, you know, there's no reason why it couldn't ultimately within our lifetimes. Uh, there's no reason why these countries need to be inherently at each other's throats. The, you know, I'm reminded of Ronald Reagan uh, in 1986, who said, and I even use this as, as the epigraph for my book, uh, you know, people forget now, but he came on television during the Iran-Contra scandal and said, um, the Iranian revolution is a fact of history, but between American and Iranian basic national interests, there need be no permanent conflict. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's funny, you're not going to hear a lot of American politicians saying things like that today. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not, it's ironic and interesting that that was, uh, that was something that was something that Reagan said just a few years after the hostage crisis and the revolution. We are with Dr. John Gasvinian. Dr. Gasvinian will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates program coming up. The title of the presentation is America and Iran, From Allies to Adversaries. Dr. Gasvinian is the executive director of the Middle East Center. I wonder, are politicians saying today that we're close to war between the two countries? Are we, are we at that point? Is it, is, it, is it that dire? I've never felt that uh, over many, many years now of studying the subject and being interested in this topic. I have listened to endless friends and associates and so on, uh, predicting sort of chicken little scenarios where we're about to go to war with Iran any minute. And I've sort of consistently said for probably 20 years now that I, I don't think that's likely. I, in fact, I don't think that's even conceivable. Uh, and I think actually that's something that was proved correct by the uh, Soleimani assassination. I think that was the, if there, ever there was a moment where these two countries were going to go to full out war, that would have been it. And it didn't happen. And I, and I wasn't surprised that it didn't happen. I think what we saw was exactly what I would have expected, which is that uh, Iran reacted uh, in a strategic, calculated, uh, and sort of re somewhat restrained way to that. Uh, because I think what we've seen in, at the end of the day, and it's not just Iran, in the end of the day, both countries don't really have an appetite for war. Neither country actually wants to go to war with the other uh, for a whole host of reasons, uh, which, you know, when you look at them rationally and logically, uh, make a lot of sense. It simply doesn't make sense for either country to go to war. And I think at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, they both pull back from the brink. Uh, again and again, we've seen that. And I expect that to continue to be, to be the case, even when tensions are at their highest. In your excellent new book, America and Iran, from 1720 to the present, you, you say it didn't have to turn out this way. So I wonder, where do we go from here? And, and maybe tell us what you've learned that makes you optimistic, perhaps, about our two countries, um, no longer as adversaries, but as allies, and, and maybe even uh, contradict me here. <laughs> Is this a little bit too Pollyanna-ish on, on my part for, to even suggest that we can be allies once again in any way, shape, or form? No, in fact, I end the book on that note. Um, I, and I begin the book on that note. Um, and I know it's uh, highly idealistic and perhaps even naive uh, under the circumstances. And I also would emphasize, like as a historian, I'm not terribly comfortable making predictions uh, about the future. I'm more comfortable in the past. 
But I do think that history gives us a great deal of perspective. Um, I think it's important not to be trapped by history or imprisoned by history. That's the point I try to make at the very beginning of the book. We tend, when we think, when people do think of the history of U.S.-Iran relations, they think often of the 1979 hostage crisis and the 1953 CIA-backed uh, coup against Mohammad Mossadegh in Iran as these two kind of pivotal moments uh, where each country kind of uh, was disillusioned by the other and became angry with the other. It's, it's kind of these original sins. And, and I, I just, I think that's a, a really unfortunate way of looking at history. Uh, history is not a competitive sport. It's not a, a courtroom. Uh, history is not a weapon to kind of beat, beat your opponent with, uh, to sort of say, you started it, no, you started it. I just don't think that gets us anywhere. Um, I think that those are two very, very important events, of course, and I spend a lot of time on them on the book. Um, but I think what history can actually do is liberate us from these kinds of traps if we look at it much more broadly and much more richly. And that's what I try to do in this book, take us back 200, 300 years uh, and say, hey, you know, a heck of a lot was happening before 1953 and 1979. Uh, we know that things changed and went, uh, you know, changed for the worse uh, after these uh, events. Uh, and that we're in a very dire situation now. But for the, again, you know, in the late 19, in, the, in the 19th and early 20th century, these are countries that really admired each other. Uh, and it's really striking how much that comes out. You know, the very first American newspapers published in Philadelphia and Boston, even before the United States existed in the 1720s, were full of glowing stories about Iran. They were very pro-Iranian and they, and they were, you know, they were fascinated by what was going on. The first Iranian newspapers to be published independently in the 1860s just routinely exhorted their readers to, to emulate the United States, to develop the Iran into a progressive, prosperous, constitutional republic like the United States. Um, you know, this is where the history really begins. Uh, you know, we, we're so often focused, I think as a historian of U.S.-Iran relations, you're often called upon to explain how did it all go wrong. But I think inherent in that question, uh, we forget, is also the question, well, how did it go right in the first place? Uh, that's just as interesting. Because uh, the assumption is it must have gone right at some point uh, for it to go wrong, uh, but we don't we don't really start with those questions. We start with uh, looking for problems and blame and accusations and you know whose fault is it that things went wrong, um, and I just don't think that's what history should be about. Our guest today, of course, has been Dr. John Gazvidian. Dr. Gazvidian will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates program coming up. We're going to put links to where you can find out more information about the presentation as well as Dr. Gazvidian and his new book entitled America and Iran, A History, 1720 to the Present. The book is getting great reviews online, rave reviews, as an important, urgently needed book. Dr. Gazinian, what a, what a pleasure it's been to talk to you. I, I could talk to you a lot longer. We'd love to have you come back and talk to us as this uh, relationship makes its way and uh, improves or, or deteriorates. But uh, thank you very much for your time today, and uh, I hope you're doing well during this time of uh, quarantine. Hope your family's all well, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you certainly at your upcoming presentation at the Smithsonian Associates. I uh, appreciate that. It's a great pleasure to speak with you, and, and, uh, and I'm always happy to, to speak to your audience, and I'm really looking forward to the uh, presentation at the Smithsonian as well. Thank you. My thanks to Dr. John Gazvinian, who will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates program via Zoom January 28th, and the title of Dr. Gazvinian's upcoming presentation at the Smithsonian Associates is America and Iran, From Allies to Adversaries. Please check our website for more details. Thanks to the Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. And thanks to you, our wonderful Not All Better Show audience. Please, everyone, practice safe 
smart social distancing. Be well, and remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.